you're not a victim. You're doing it. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. Hello and welcome to the Humble You Podcast, where we talk all things mind, body, and life. And this podcast features a conversation with Nicholas. Nicholas hosts his own podcast, the Unbreakable Vibe Podcast, which covers truth and real stories. Now, the amazing thing about Nicholas is that he's only 17 years old. I am so thrilled to learn about his story and how he matured so quickly into the person he is today. And so, Nicholas, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on. This is this is so exciting. We already had a conversation before on your podcast. So anyone listening, you can head over to the Unbreakable Vibe podcast. I think it's on Spotify. It's on Anchor and I'm sure other platforms. But we had a great conversation, really got in depth and I didn't get to see you. So when I was talking to you, we were talking to each other. It felt like I was talking to somebody, you know, that's been through life. That's that's that's, you know, in their later 20s, early 30s. We were vibing and moving and grooving. And now I could see you. And it's just like, this can't be real. 17 years old. So what I want to ask, and I, I think this would be the best way to start is sort of your upbringing. You know, what was your childhood like? And then we'll lead to where you're at today. And uh, it'll get, you know, people, I guess, interested in, in how you came to be at such a young age. Yeah, man, uh, I love to talk about it. So, um, it definitely has the biggest thing to do with my parents. So, without like that guidance and like experience and just like stuff, I was able to learn from them. Like, I definitely would be in a way different position than I'm in today now. And especially like support, I think that's something that's really underrated. Like, um, I know a lot of people like their parents kind of don't support them or they don't really like care like do your own thing and sometimes like you know life gets hard right and sometimes it really really nags on people to not have that like that support they could fall back on during the tough times Mm. so it's really like something i'm really thankful for is to have a support system like that like behind me and it's like really underrated but besides that the biggest thing i could say like is just life experiences. Like if you, if you have like a sheltered life or a sheltered lifestyle, it really, it really affects your maturity level. Like it really slows it down. And like, I, I've seen that with some of my friends who were sheltered up until like 18 years old. And then they're just thrown into life. Like such a brutal, oh, mm. like I, it's like such a brutal thing to, to think about. So it's definitely, um, life experience like do you want me to go in depth with it well i guess let me just start with this you know that support system that's so key and 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 you know there are people that know this but to really think about what that means you know when you're a child you're in a hypnotic state and you're at the care of of either two parents or one parent or guardians whatever it is and they're helping build your foundation you know where you're growing from your 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 actual your your deep deep roots and uh, I like that you, you've, you I guess, made that awareness of, of your own family life and, and noticed that your family helped give you the right tools to be able to grow into the person you are today. And then the sheltered lifestyle. I think we should dive into this real quickly because that's really the problem nowadays is the sheltered lifestyle is, is <clears throat> and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the parents are being 
or, or just overly parenting and, and, and they're just stressed and worried and anxious and there's so much going on in their own lives that they're kind of taking it out on their child? Um, is it that we're exposed to more news and more horror and more nastiness and everyone's just hyper scared? <laughs> like, what, what, what do you think it is? You know, do you have a, do you have a, a yeah, thought about that? You know, I, I was just going to say that, and, um, like I was thinking, you know, last time we talked, we talked a lot about the media and when you were, when you were listing like those options, I was like, it's definitely a big part of it is the media. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I, I know nowadays, like literally there was like times where I'd go out like before COVID I'd be going out with my friends and like, you'd hear like parents be like telling my friends like, Oh, watch out. Like, like everyone's hyper paranoid. Like if you see someone walking in the street, it's like, Oh, watch out. He might rob you. Like, why is that the first thing? Like, sure, it's a possibility, but the odds that he doesn't rob you are probably higher than the odds that he does. Yeah. And it's like you go straight to that, like, the worst possible outcome. Mm. And if you live your life with, oh, this this is going to turn into the worst possible outcome, you're going to live, like, a life full of fear, right? And you're gonna, it's going to, like, hold you back from so many opportunities. So it's like, sure, something bad might happen, but it's like, it's like creating that mindset for your kid or for like, even like anyone that's around you is like, it's like harmful in a way. Yeah. There's no exploration with that kind of mindset. You know, it's, 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 it's instead of looking for your purpose or looking for what's right and wrong, you're looking for safety and comfort. And that seems like the paradigm shift, you know, is everyone wants to be comfortable and safe and, you know, it's good to be comfortable and safe. You know, that's that's part of our instincts, our ancient instincts. So it's, it, you know, it's a part of us. But you also have to, at a point, be able to say, you know what, you know, sometimes life's not comfortable and maybe I need to push a little bit harder and and maybe I need to, to take a look at my fears and, and, and see how real they are. Because sometimes people fear things, they don't know how real they are. Like you said, they'll take a, a news clip and then they'll install it into their truths and then, you know, they're living a life of distortion. So I think it's really important to, to take a look at your fears if anyone's living in fear. And also remember this, you know, what fear does is it makes you stressed. And what stress does is it is it, it turns your, your, para, your parasympathetic nervous system onto a more sympathetic nervous system. And what that does is it starts taxing your body's energy. It starts taxing your body in the sense that you're using energy because of your stress and worry about something that's not even occurring. And not only are you harming your body, but now your, 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 your energy levels are low. So you can't even move and enjoy the present moment. So it's a compound effect that has an interrelation to both mind and body. And it's very important to, at some point, be able to face your fears. It's, it's one of the challenges of life and it's, and it's important thing to do in your development. And it's, and it's great to see that you, I, I would imagine have faced some of your fears. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to uh, talk about, like about the stress really quickly is, so I learned a lot about that just from Bruce Lipton. And I know we talked about him last time and like he literally mentioned, and I wouldn't have learned this like in school, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know this. And he literally mentioned how, like, what's stress is supposed to be something quick. Like, stress was developed back in the time where, oh, you'd have to stress because, like, a, a saber-toothed tiger was chasing you. Mm-hmm. You had to get away from, from, like, danger. And it was, like, a quick thing. And once once you escaped it, like, it was done and you stopped stressing. But nowadays, people stress for, like, hours on end and, like, days, weeks. 
and like it 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 kills your body like it literally shuts down your immune system it takes all of that like energy and shifts it into a stress response rather than like maintaining and growing your body and like your your just your energy levels and everything that you talked about and it really like has an effect that nobody realizes no because you can't see it that's what this whole and this whole field of energy of, of thoughts or emotions all this stuff that anyone talks about related to the mind you can't see it that's why it's so woo-woo-ish. That's why people get religious. That's why spirituality sometimes really helps people is because they're they're connecting to this other part of their self that they don't see. And you know, and it's related to energy, it's related to thoughts and, and emotions, and and fear plays a part in that. And and like you said, that stress, if you do it over the time of a, a span of days or weeks or months, um, you're taxing your body, and that's what creates a lot of this dis-ease or diseases. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing we talked about the last podcast is um, <clears throat> Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I love how he describes the way that you can get caught into patterns and mental patterns can have their own signatures. And then those own signatures you run through every time you think about whatever that situation is and you're reoccurring and rewriting and re it's like it's like groundhog day you keep rerunning the same system uh, the same signature based off of some event and you know that's what builds the complexes that's what builds your your beliefs your deep-rooted beliefs and like we said last time you know it's really important to be able to get to a point of 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 noticing that you're cre you've created this program that you are um and it, and you can start to edit it so i'm wondering you know through your thoughts on that at such a young age, what was your original, do, do you remember your original thoughts of, of noticing that you can actually change some of your hardwired or you thought were hardwired programs? Yeah, so um, like there's many examples I think that I've witnessed that are like eye-opening. It's like, wow, like change really is an option. Like it, it doesn't have to be like this always. And you know, one thing like one thing I've noticed, like so, um, I would listen to Joe Dispenza a lot, and I would like really try to understand the concept. But at a certain point, like theory can only go so far. Like just listening to it isn't going to change my life. Mm. It, it it gives me the tools to, but it won't actually do the change. So, at a certain point, I was like, okay. I was like, I did, I did the learning. I did like the knowledge and the informing part. Now let's go do some change. So one example, like I'll talk about. Um, so in like grade nine and grade 10, you know, um, it's kind of advertised as like, whatever, like, you know, no one really goes as like full try hard. Um, and like really tries like to get like super good grades in grade nine and 10. Right. So you know what I mean? So um, in grade nine and 10, it was kind of like, that's two years so at a certain point it kind of gets hardwired in your head like oh like they assigned homework whatever i'm not going to do it or we have a project i'll leave it to last minute and you get like you develop these habits and one thing one strategy like that worked for me was just getting like a like slapped in the face so like mm. grade 11 started grade 11 kind of counted so I still had those habits kind of in the start of grade 11 and like after like the first test of the like of the subject oh you get like a bad grade it's really like a wake-up call and it's like okay something has to change like i can't continue getting these grades mm. and try to do something right so i was like okay i gotta change so i changed my 
from there it was like I just changed my patterns. Like at a certain point, you just gotta just do. You gotta just make the shift. And at first it's gonna be tough, but like it is what it is. So I would just start if I had homework, I would do the homework. If I had a project due this day, I would try to do it before the night of, right? Like it's simple things. And it, I mean, it will be different for everybody. And it's like we talked about with like meditation, like it's going to be different experiences for everybody. But it's just the main thing is like, you got to just do at some point, you know what I mean? 100%. Was there something that that because it sounds easy, just do it, but nobody does it. <laughs> Besides a select few, what what got you to the point of, of noticing that you was it seeing the changes like physically actually seeing that once you do a few of these things that there were changes like what got you into the mindset of, of wanting to just be able to do it? I'm grateful you brought that up too, because this is something like even I underrated in my life. And I was thinking mm -hmm. when I was talking to my friend for like for years, I would like fill my mind. Like, you know, all the motivational videos on YouTube, like Les Brown. Oh, I'm trying to think who else now. Jocko Willing, Joe mm. Rogan. Yeah. Gary Vee, all of them. Right. And for some reason, like I, I just have an interest in those. Like I, I love listening to them. I listen to them when I work out. Um, I listen to them like if I'm on a run or something, if I'm doing like, any exercise or if I'm like just feeling like bored at home, sometimes they'll just come on, on Spotify, on YouTube. And, you know, like people, people will say like, oh, check these out. And people will do it for like two weeks and they won't see a difference and they'll stop. Well, I've like, I've been listening to them for like four years now, like since high school mm. started. It, was kinda, it got hardwired in my brain without me like really focusing on like hardwiring it. Mm. It just happened. And then once I was like, once I realized something's got to change, it's like that whole wiring came out. And like it, it allowed me to do. So like I'm really grateful for that. And it's obviously it's something that takes a lot of time. So like for people listening, like they might be like discouraged. And definitely that's the worst thing you can do is get discouraged because everyone's kind of different. A hundred percent. I mean, that's a definite, and that's what happens a lot of the time, especially with people like if they try a new diet, they get discouraged after like a week or two and then they stop. And not to say that diets are good to do because I have my own thoughts about diets and I don't want to get into that now, but back to what you were saying, you know, you, um, huh. I like how you said slapped in the face because that's really what, you know, wakes people up is, is, is the slaps in the face. Um, but for, for you, <clears throat> at least with this with this being able to rewire yourself we'll call it for you you didn't set the intention that you were going to do the rewiring you were just listening you were following your passion you noticed that this wasn't fading away which to me when i speak to a client or speak to somebody and we're trying to find out what they want to do with life i say look for the things that that don't fade you know that's truth that's a truth for you and for you you know this stuff is speaking to your heart to your soul and you know you you found it which is great and then you notice that through your listening of of you know almost obsessing over it that it now became part of you you know it installed into your into your system and without you thinking these thoughts were coming to you you know and kind of changing how your ego would have normally thought does that sort of what was going on just for people at home that that maybe can't visualize this yeah no a hundred percent um the way you described it is definitely how it went down and one one point that you mentioned um 
about like passions that would like fade. Right. So I've had tons of those where like for a few months I was like super into something. I'm like, wow, this is, this is my life. And then like a month later, I'm like, I don't even want to do this today. Mm. And if you can find something like that, like say, say you find something like I found for cooking and you love watching like videos of cooking, learning new recipes, cooking, like actually cooking, eating, and you continuously, like you listen to those, you learn continuously over a span of like years, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, it's like wired in you. Like you're going to be able to look at recipes or look at ingredients and make like a amazing dish. Mm-hmm. And it really goes like with everything. Mm-hmm. If you really find your passion and it's something that sticks with you and you, you continuously stick with it and it surrounds you for like a long span of time, it's going to get wired into you. So I think, I think that's, it's such a, like a valuable and important thing to know, like to know what your passion is. And obviously it's hard and it even stresses people out. Like I feel like that's kind of the meta that we shifted into now. Like a lot of people are preaching, Oh, find your passion and do that. And then like, I see a bunch of people, especially my age, we're about to apply for university. And I was literally talking to one of my friends yesterday about this. And she was like, I don't know what I want to do. And like, it, it stresses people out. Like what's my passion? Like some people have found their passion. It's like, you just got to have patience, I think. Like yeah. Point. And you have to stay aware to like, because if you're stressing over it, then you might have a passion that you're not connecting to because of the stress yeah. in the way. And like stress shuts down everything. And like it even like it'll shift your energy. Mm. And if you're in a bad state of energy, like how are you going to connect to that passion that is a good energy in a bad energy? Like it doesn't. It's never going to be on the same level. You know what I mean? Yeah, because what that's going to build is that worry and fear that goes right to stress. And then what stress does is it taxes the body. And then it also, it puts you, what stress really does it mentally is it puts you into the ego. It puts you into your thinking mind. You're not able to just relax. Like you're very tense and tight. And that's what it causes stress. You know, you think of a smoker that's stressed and smoking all the time. And they're, they're, they just look like very tense. They have it physically. You could see it. And you know, mentally, it's just as, uh, as visual as, as the aesthetics are looking um, for, for someone that's smoking, you know, with that stress. Because that's what smoking does is, is it releases cortisol. When you go into that fight or flight mode, when you're stressed, your body's releasing cortisol. So this is all hormones. This is all emotions and feelings. And, and what I like to do is tell people to start becoming a barometer or, or a wizard in a sense, someone that you know, can connect with their inner self and, and be able to see what the conditions are and say, oh, you know, this needs a little bit of shifting or though this needs a little bit of that or, oh, I need to slap myself in the face. I need to get myself moving and grooving because I haven't worked out in the last two days. And, and, and that's another thing I work with my clients on is, is you know, disciplining yourself. If you notice you, you've been eating like crap, you know, take a little fast for a couple hours or, or, you know, if you notice you're not exercising, tell yourself, okay, now you're going to have to go exercise for two hours straight, uh, you know, at, at 10 o'clock at night, whatever it is, just put yourself through those impacts. Because like you said, those impacts can lead to something great. It's like a, um, it's like a dark material that you can start to form into some kind of light. So really beautiful stuff. <clears throat> and as we go forward through your story, I'm wondering, because we kind of jumped, I think, because you started off, you had great parents, and now we're talking about this change, but what's the middle ground? What, what, what connects the new you, the one that's okay with change, building programs and realizing truth, to the one that you know grew up with a good foundation, n- nice parents? What, what brought that together? Okay, so let me ask you something real quick. Are you good with like controversial topics? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is where this is where it gets uh, pretty interesting. And like one thing I want to say, like I'm super grateful for the way it turned out. Um, so basically, um, you know, I started high school. When you when you get into high school, um, you know, there's like a certain exposure to to new things. So there's a lot of um, like hormones that come out and mm. there's a, it's like a really big shift and like, you know, everyone's been through high school. Um, so everyone kind of knows about it. So basically me and my friends would, uh, we started getting into substances. So for, from grade nine to 10, like I was just, I was doing that a lot. And it, like at a certain point, when you get into that, it's like, I feel like when you're in the state where you're like relying on substances like alcohol or drugs or whatever it is, you get to a certain level where like, like you mentioned, you just want to be comfortable. You want to be like chill, comfortable, like not stressed. You want to relax. And when you're like, when you want to, when you're always seeking comfort, it's hard to be disciplined and be uncomfortable to like get better. So um, there was one day in like the summer, I was probably um, 15, I think. 15 yeah uh it was young so <clears throat> i had like a really bad experience and i ended up like blacking out mm -hmm. um, so i was like walking and like i don't remember any of this but um i remember after like my friends told me so i walked into a door like at a mcdonald's so, like i walked into the glass door hit my head on the door oh and then fell back on the concrete and like smashed my head on the concrete oh man yeah and then like i I remember waking up and I was like, I could barely see anything. And like, I kept like blocking out, like I was eating and I was like blocking onto my food. Mm. It was a really tough day. And then I, like, we got back to this house after and I got a little bit better after that. And at the time, like it didn't really shift anything. Like I was still like, Oh, like comfort and everything like that. Um, but then, and I'm, I think you would know a lot more about this than me, but I did a little bit of research and like head injuries can cause like, a shift right hmm. so i um and like I, I read that also um like head trauma can cause like anxiety so for mm -hmm. about like a year and a half two years so like just until recently like i had really bad anxiety i was always like super stressed and like freaking out and um like we mentioned with uh like picturing the worst possible outcome Mm -hmm. that kind of that kind of happened to me for certain situations so if i like if i would smell something like it would bring me back to that like that sh like that state of like oh my god like something bad's gonna happen mm. like, the worst possible outcome would come to my mind so um yeah and then i would i would continue i was aware of it which was something that was good i was aware i knew what was happening mm. like i knew i was i was having anxiety i knew what it was about so being aware of it definitely allowed me to like focus on the problem and like attack it, like work on it, face it and like overcome it. So it wasn't a problem anymore. So yeah, I was kind of like that after a while. So once I had like the bad experience, all that like stopped. And then I was kind of in a state where I was like broken and I had to rebuild everything. So I was like attacking the problems that I faced like with anxiety and rebuilding everything. And the speeches definitely helped during that time too. And then I got to a point where I kind of like rebuilt myself even better than I was. And like, I was even, I was coming back like even stronger. And then I just had the idea randomly to start a podcast because like all the, I'm not the podcast to start the Instagram 
because of all the speeches I watched, like they helped me and I want to bring that to other people. And then the podcast idea came and, you know, now we're here. Hmm. Substance. Is that alcohol or drug? Both. <laughs> okay. A little cocktail. Um, were you, was it, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm just curious. Was it something that you were doing the substances because you didn't like you felt like you needed something more to life or were you trying to fit in with friends or do you, were you just experimenting? Um, like it definitely started, um, as like an experiment. Like we were just, we found something, we were young, we found something new, everyone like hyped it up. So it was like, okay, let's try it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we started doing it more and more and then it became something where it was like, it was an escape. And also something fun. So I would say it was like a mix of both. Like it was yeah. have fun with friends, but then also an escape from like whatever you're dealing with, stress. Mm. Or whatever. So it, it kind of almost got to a point. I never really was like addicted, but it was like dependent. Yeah. So it was like I didn't need it, but I would rely on it. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy trying to get some. Yeah. But it was like dependent on instead of using like meditation. Or something healthy to deal with stress. It was like a dependent on something mm. not so good, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's a young age too. But um, through that, when you look back at that time, what's your thoughts now on it? Do you see it as like a divine intervention to push you forward? Do you see it as just kind of a weird coincidence that woke you up? How do you view this 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 situation that kind of, it, it reminds me of a concussion when you were saying you were kind of dipping down into your food. Yeah. Like you concussed yourself. <laughs> I probably had a concussion. I never went to the doctor or anything because I never told anyone about it. So who knows what happened? But I definitely view it as like grateful for it. Like super, super grateful. That's amazing. And when I tell people that, like a lot of people call me crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, like when people hear about it, they're like, oh my God, like you're an idiot. I'm like, yeah, yeah but like, who would I be now, right? Mm. I was just doing it for fun now and like my high school would have went to shit like my knowledge would have went to shit I wouldn't be doing stuff like how I'm doing now so it's like super because if that never happened I wouldn't be this wow yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, this is a common theme. I mean, if anyone's listening, if you've listened to my podcast over and over, it's these moments of impact that that people look back at and say, I'm glad it happened. But in the moment, it doesn't look fun. It's like camping. You go camping, it's raining and you're miserable and all this crazy stuff happens. And in the moment, you're like, oh, that was awful. But then, you know, years later, you reminisce and you're like, remember when we went camping and it was raining on us and you start laughing. It's sort of like that, you know, even though I think it's a stronger tie because these moments I don't know what they do, but there's something psychically where it's it's like a reset button in a sense, and it gets you grounded and it gets you to a point where you could start rebuilding if you take it the right way. But you can also go the other way. And we talked about this in your podcast, so I don't want to go too far into it, but that could lead you to take more drugs, more alcohol, look for more of an escape. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering real quickly while we're on this, have you noticed any of your friends that went the opposite route of where you've went? Yeah, like, um, so I'll talk about this quickly. Like, sometimes I look at my life, and I'm like, this is, there's no way this isn't a movie. Like, <laughs> stuff is, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. So, so like, my best friends at the time, there's literally, there's, they, sh like, each one of them 
showed me the other routes. And it's like, like that, some of that's not a movie plot. Like mm. one of them went the way where it, it expanded into trying new things and experimenting more. And like, it, it really like, like that has a huge effect on your life. And then I went to the shift where you did it and then you moved on and you grew. And then there's one of my other friends was like the still trying stuff, like still doing it for fun and stuff, but also like more serious and disciplined on like school and everything like that. So it's like shows all three paths and it's like crazy to think about like, why, why are you showing me this? So sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, I look at it with like a cheerful attitude, like grateful for what happened and it is what it is, like how they went, that was their decisions, but it was like a really grateful view on it. Mm. And then it makes you think like, well, there's a couple things, but I guess one of the main things that's coming up for me is you look at these people and you say, that could be me too. You know, I could have went that way or I could have went this way just by these little moments that happen in life and how I react or <laughs> proact towards these moments. It's like looking at them and it's like, okay, sure. Like at, at that exact moment, my life got hit harder than theirs, but now look at it now. It's like, because of that, I was able to rebuild and then they're still, they're still like lingering in that same like mindset and like area. Mm. So it's like, really, like a grateful scenario. Yeah. 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 And then, you, you know, are you, are you friends with them still? Are you close with them? Or are you kind of just acquaintances? Yeah, no. Uh, so my school is like pretty small. So we all know each other. So nice. we're still like all friends. So it, that's like something that was good about it too. Like it didn't, it didn't ruin any friendships or relationships just because of like a shift that happened in someone's life. Okay. I was going to want, I was, I was wondering like when you started speaking this way and being a little bit more positive vibes and energy, were people looking at you like what happened to him? You know, he's a little goofy now. They definitely. So this all happened like a lot the summer going into grade 11. Like I came back as like a way different person. Mm. And a lot of people like noticed like, wow, you like changed a lot. But Everyone just talks it up to maturing at this age. Like, wow. Like Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Nick just matured a lot. And you didn't feel you needed to fit in again with them when you went back? That's amazing. Yeah. Like, you can give me some of the credit, but I'm also grateful for the situation that I'm in. So my school is, like, small. So, like, our group is, like, a group of, like, 30, 30 guys and girls together. Like, it's, it's a big... What? Yeah. So, like, my school, I think, in total is, like... 600 people maybe max wow so in my grade there's only like 120 people mm. so it's like we're all just like our whole friend group is like 30 people is boys and girls so it's like even if someone has a shift like that you know we've been we've been friends for like five years going to six because my school started in grade seven okay which also leads to why i was exposed so early mm. change that so good for them <laughs> but uh yeah so we've known each other for a long time and it's like I mean, we're all going to change, right? Like everyone's going to change. So we kind of, I'm really grateful. Like they're, they're really accepting people. Like mm. they're not, That's oh, amazing. He's not in our group anymore. Like, so as much as you could give credit to me, I'd give credit to the people. Yeah. especially at that age like we talked last time about people you know they project their unconscious thoughts on other people and they get jealous and they throw things at other people because of that and i could see you coming back at this mature person and everyone being jealous like who the hell does he think he yeah. is let's take him down that's amazing that you had a nice little group like that and and you know thinking about it you never know if you were in a larger group um you know how, how that could have maybe 
<clears throat> shaking you up to go back to your old roots. And speaking of those old roots, have you had any moments in this growth or in this, um, this new mindset, we'll call it, where you wanted to kind of revert back to the old you or revert back to the old type of life? Or have you just woken up and stayed awake? And yeah, uh, definitely at first, like it definitely took me time to, to shift. So definitely at first I was like, Oh my God, like this guy ruined me. Like it changed, it took all the fun times away. But I think at a certain point I got to, I got to realize like, this was for the better. Like I got to realize the benefits of it and live with the benefits and also have fun and like enjoy it, like hang out with my friends and have fun still, but also really be focused on bettering my life and who I am mm. and like my whole mindset and everything. So that was that that's the one of the toughest things for me at least is is that being able to be around those those same people who aren't speaking and, and vibing the same level, but not letting them influence or take me away. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Did you, how do you, how do you keep that strength? And like, <laughs> you, know, like you see how many things there are, like there's so many question marks and I like at certain different points in my life, I would always stress on them. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And then I would just like, let it go. And it would just happen. Like it was like unconsciously, the energy would just fulfill itself and it would happen and it would I would do stuff my way and people would do stuff their way, but we can still at the end of the day, be friends and be fine with each other. So like there's so many things that if I, if I really focused on them, I feel like they would have went in a different direction. That would have been worse. Mm -hmm. than me letting, letting go and like doing my thing and letting everything work out together. Yeah. And putting that trust into you and the universe. That's so powerful. I'm writing a book on the unconscious, the unconscious spirit, something that I noticed through my growth um, without really reading about it. It was like this, this, this experience and awareness of, of something else going on inside of me. And it was profound that you said, I kind of just left it to my unconscious and it worked itself out. And, you know, it's funny. I'm doing like these little we'll call them experiments while I'm writing this book. And sometimes when I lose something, what happens is I start thinking, oh, where'd I go last? What, what could it be here? And I said, you know what? Maybe I should just not think, take a couple of breaths and then just go with where it feels right. And I, I don't know. I mean, this could, I'm going to keep working on this, but I keep going right to the, the place that it is. You know, it's like I let my unconscious kind of show me where it is and, and who knows what's going on with that. But it is the truth, you know, to kind of let go and let things kind of sort itself out. You got to have that patience in life. And, and my goodness, uh, some of the stuff you're speaking about, people in their 40s and 50s aren't even close to that kind of re realization. So yeah. uh, it's profound. Um, like what you just mentioned, like I relate to that exactly. Like there's so many moments in my life where I'll forget something or like I, like something just wouldn't work out. And I'm like, okay, I can either like stress about this and really try to force it and like jam like a square peg into a circle hole mm. or let it go. And like, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen somehow. Like somehow it's going to happen down the line. Mm. And like, it might be because I'm kind of like, I'm pretty spiritual and like I have beliefs and everything. So I kind of like let it go to the universe or God or whatever people believe in and like really trust that and let it work out itself out. But it, it just, it seems to always happen. So like you stick with what works, right? Yeah, and and it, and it frees you from worrying because then if it's not supposed to be, then it's not going to work. And if it's supposed to be, it'll work. So you're not sitting there trying to like force, you know, 
worry about if it's going to happen or not. You're, you're just kind of trusting. And that, that gets rid of some of that stress. And, and that's one of the big points that we've been talking about throughout this conversation is really, you know, not fearing some of the things that we're fearing. It's, it's, it's an over fearful, highly stressed, over anxiety driven and, and worrisome society that's, uh, you know, that's got to wake up at some point. And, and we need more people like you to, to provide that way for especially the younger folks to say, you know what? Uh, maybe I can be a little bit more vulnerable. Maybe I should look at myself more and maybe trust myself and 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 take a look at my life. Um, have you tried to talk to your friends about this kind of life, or do you kind of let it let them come to you and 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 have their own time? Yeah. So a lot of my friends like come to me um, for like advice and stuff, like or if they need help or something. And um, like I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty intense like shift like compared to everyone else's lifestyle at this age it's pretty intense difference so i'm i'm like i would never try to force how i do something on other people because like it either wouldn't be maintainable or it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like voluntarily like they wouldn't be willing to shift that much mm. without like that their own experience that gives them the drive to yeah so i never try to force it on them but I'll give them like options or I'll give them like what worked for me. And then if they want to roll with that or like take, take a little bit of that and implement it to their situation. So I kind of try to give them the tools and let them work themselves about. But I really think like, I'm, I'm of the strong belief that life is the, like the best teacher, mm. like their life and their experiences are going to teach them way better than I or someone else could teach them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you putting yourself out there shows them that they can do that also, but then it's in their hands. And that's what I am as a coach. I'm not here to show them anyone away or anything. You're, yeah. you're, you're, what it really is is that awareness and connection. If you can get somebody to be more aware and more connected, then they're going to go off on their own and, and really start to, to see what life is. Um, it's quite amazing. Um, so through this journey, do you have a end goal? Are you aiming towards anything? Or are you still letting your, your seed blossom and, and kind of your life unfold and you'll you'll catch it when you see it yeah so I'm definitely it's weird because I'm definitely um I'm definitely the type of person that likes to like keep your doors open so I, like I'm I'm it's, it's a tough balance between like free flowing and letting stuff blossom and grow and also staying on top of stuff and keeping it on the right track mm. So it's like a difficult balance. So one example I can say with that is, so like I love speaking and I love like the speeches and all of that type of stuff. So I have a podcast and I'm going to keep that going. Like even when I go into university or whatever, whatever happens, like I'm planning on, on keeping that going in the future. So keeping that going and letting that just sit and like blossom and on its own time and keep that free flowing, mm. but also going to go to university. Um, my plan is to go, right now for like business or kind of like financial because i think that would be really cool if like i can bring that into the whole podcast mm. and then like have the knowledge of that field and also allow like if the podcast gets to that level be able to management and be able to manage it and really optimize at that state so that's something i'm staying on track but i'm also letting it free flow which is like a crazy tough balance like people <laughs> just like they don't 
they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're like, don't understand it. No, it's tough. That's the middle way. And I'm, I, you know, with my business, I'm doing the same sort of thing. You know, it's really, it's tough because you don't know what's going to work or not work. And if you start to force something in, you're, you're trying to put a square peg into a, a circular hole, you know, it's just not going to work. And, and, and you might break the entire thing trying to force it through. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing that you're, you're doing that. What I love about that and, and, and keeping the podcast going is, um, with podcasts, it's there's so many things that are great about the podcast. You get these conversations where you learn more, right? You make the connections. So if you're doing business and you're studying business and then you get business people on, now you're making connections. You're talking about business. Um, and then you get more people to just know who you are. Like when I started this podcast, I did it because I had the background in media. I thought it'd be fun to just, you know, talk and, and get the information out. But I didn't realize it. I, and I wasn't excited about it. I was more excited about the coaching and other aspects of the business, but I didn't realize that this is, you know, a marketing ploy in a sense that people really, you know, they, 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 they listen to the podcast and, and, and it's like a community in a sense, like people start to, to, to attach you to the podcast and they get to know you and your personality and you're able to, you know, open your heart to others. And, and, and I think it's an amazing medium um, that that's new in the world is, is listening to people talk about conversations, about different topics, just thinking about that. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy that, that that's where we're at. And that's the new way, you know, cause we went from, we went from the radio when people listen to each other talk. And then we got into this more visual aspect in, in, in TV and movies. And now we're going back to listening to the discussions again. Um, I think it's, it's a really great thing to see what's going on through our society. And I think a new age, is starting to bloom um, from everybody, from yourself and these younger, uh, more meditative, more positive vibe type souls uh, to the way that, you know, people are interested in podcasts and interested in people talking. And there's a lot more life coaches and there's a lot more yoga going on. And there's a lot more of this Eastern, um, you know, individualization, connecting with the self spirit going on around. And I, I think we've talked about this and I think we should, we should, just bring it up yet again is this new age that we're that we're starting to get towards and what it is a new age before a new age starts there's always chaos and i don't know if there's ever been a time where there was as much chaos as what's going on outside here so i'm wondering your thoughts on this new age that that myself and others are are foreseeing yeah like i'm super excited about it i love it because what it really is is it's a bunch of people having the type of realization that me and you had and other people like us had where they, they see something and they're not satisfied or they, they want to achieve, they want to reach a new level, a better level for their life. And it's really just a mass shift of people trying to make a difference and trying to get better. So like, I think it's great. I think it's, it's going to, what it is, it's going to be a lot of people trying to get better. And in that, it forces other people to get better too. Like when you start seeing a bunch of your friends um, lose weight or like be happier, clear their mind, less stressful. Like it's like, it also, it could, there's two ways I think it could affect people. It's either like the ego, like, Oh, they can do this. I want to do this. Like I want to be like them. Mm. Or it's like, Oh my God, my friend really did this. They lost like 50 pounds. This is possible. Like I can do it too. It's like an inspiration mm. and like allowing you to believe that it's truly possible. So like I'm, I'm super excited about it. I think it's great. I think like a lot of people nowadays, they aren't happy and they're just, 
they just want to be comfortable and think that being comfortable is what's going to make them happy, but complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you start getting those comforts once you do the work, because after a little bit of toughness, a little bit of pain, a little bit of growth, then the comfort sits in and you're like, man, this feels good. You know, oh, my goodness, this feels wonderful. Um, And then real quick, I was thinking about this this week. I always have thoughts and ideas that pop up from my unconscious. And man, they shake me up sometimes because I don't know where they're coming from. So what I was thinking was our schooling system, the way that I'm seeing it is the conscious level that that now this generation is 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 kind of grown into like the way that we've adapted or uh, like evolution our consciousness at, at, at the younger age now is a lot higher there's a lot more intelligence it's a quickening at that age but the school system hasn't changed with their teaching so i relate it to economics and inflation if you're paying people the same but prices are going up, there's going to be some kind of issue. And I think that's what occurred and what is occurring with the schooling system is that they did not correct for inflation. And it's not inflation in the economical sense. It's more inflation in the intelligent sense. What are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. And like as someone that's like living it now. Yeah. The great thing is, and the thing that I've been able to see because I'm experiencing it firsthand is the curriculum is the same as it's been for God knows how long. And like, they're really not adapting to where it should be at this level of like, the, like where we are now, like it, it needs to adapt. But the great thing is, is there's some teachers, individual teachers that are like, they, they are aware and they kind of make that adapt for, for it, like for us. Hmm. There's some teachers like, for example, I'll, I'll go back to like economics. So I'm in a, I'm in an economics class right now and on the curriculum, it teaches you like about economics, obviously, but what he loves to do is like, he always adds his own thing. He always adds something in like the PowerPoint or when he's talking to us, it's like his own little um, like advice. Like it's what he thinks is really valuable that we should learn and should know that can help us in our future that isn't in the curriculum. So it's like a great thing he does. And like, it really allows us to see like, the school system's kind of failing us, but this guy's he's helping us out. So, yeah. And it goes back to that new shift almost like where he sees like something that could be better and he, he does it. He just does it to make it better. So mm. I'm super grateful for that too. And it's like, it's a great thing to see that there's some people are taking it in their hands and like taking and running with it and kind of pioneering, hopefully like a mass shift in the whole, education system yeah and that's where the, the the shift in society would occur is if we can get a shift in the in the education system then that first generation going through it it'll finally start to pick up into consciousness and if not then it's just going to be a few of us here and there like you and i that are trying to push the message out to others to explore more to to get to know themselves more to um you know wonder about the mysteries in life and 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 be curious about what their own beliefs and, and, and systems are in their own mind, because a lot of our truths may be half-truths, and it's really good to be able to, to objectively look at yourself, because if you're going to live in a subjective world, the objective, objective world one day is going to knock you over the head. It's not going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. So anything else on your mind before we head out? I have a couple fun little questions to wrap up with, but uh, before we close out, anything else that's, that's coming to you? Yeah, like um, when you're talking about mysteries, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, mysteries are so cool. <laughs> like sure. <laughs> so many uh, nights where I'll, like, I'll search up like some space mysteries and I'll just watch like a whole video, like 50 space mysteries scientists have no idea what's happening. And like, 
That's so cool. Like, I, <laughs> like that's so. It's, it's, oh. I love Mister, and and it's so funny. You're, I'm laughing because it is cool, but you're also leading me so perfectly. You threw me this big softball that I'm gonna knock out of the park. There's so many. First question. There's so many mysteries in life. This is my my always. I always ask my guests this question because I love their answers, and there's so many different answers. But what is one mystery that you wish you had the answer to in relation to mind, body, or life? Ooh, um, relation, hmm. mind, body, or life. So yeah, so uh, basically any mystery. Yeah, for me, um, I'm definitely, I find like a really big interest in like mysteries related to like the earth, the past, or like space hmm. like stuff we have like no idea what could be like, like mysteries where they can be like such on like such a huge level that it's like mind-boggling i'm just attracted to those like what was on this planet like millions of years ago like what was what was in this exact spot that i'm sitting millions of years ago like who knows hmm. who knows what animal ran through here or what died like where i am so hmm. stuff like that or like who knows what's on other planets who knows what's out there yeah ghosts too like like spiritual yes. i don't know if you believe or anything like that but spiritual stuff like that like like who knows that there's a ghost around me <laughs> right like stuff like who knows um do you have a lot of time left what was that do we have time left because i kind of a little bit of time yeah i have a quick story i just thought about so oh man <laughs> um some do not believe and you know if you don't believe it's fine but so I was on the phone with my psychic, um, like maybe a month ago over like Skype right on this computer, like in, in this exact chair. And we were talking, um, I guess she sent something and she asked me if anyone died in my family, like in recently in the past, like year or two. Um, and then when she said that, like, I felt something in my hair, like it, almost like a finger just going like that, like pulling on my hair kind of. And like, I grabbed my head and I looked back and she was like, um, she mentioned, she was like, She's like, what, why did you grab your head? I'm like, I felt something. She's like, what did you feel? I'm like, and I did like the thing with my finger. And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what the girl in your family that died just did to your head. And she's like, she looks over you now. And, you know, people may not believe it. I personally, I believe it. And I think it's so cool because I've always believed in ghosts. But at that moment, like, I, I felt it. Like, it was something that I felt. And it was, mm. like, it really, like, it was like, okay, like, now I 100% believe in ghosts. Hmm. And, you know, everyone has their own opinion and it's fine, but it was so like, that's, that's like almost a mystery. It's almost a mystery that I kind of got the answer to. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have you tried to explore that realm? Try to in, entice a, a ghost into your, or at least try to, to see more or, or say, Hey, let like show yourself if you're really there. Sometimes like I'm, I'm sitting in this exact chair, like I'm always doing my schoolwork here. So sometimes I'm just like, are you here? And I'm <laughs> And like, I don't get anything, but another thing that happened, like maybe a week ago, like I heard a cough mm. in my right ear, like right over here and there's no one in my room or anything. And like, so I kind of believe that like it was, a, it was another sound from the ghost, you know, it could have been outside who knows, but that's mm. kind of what I think it was. And it, it sounded like it was right behind me. So, wow. Yeah. I haven't made a decision on, you know, if there really are spirits or not, but I've, I've had a few experiences and I and recently, like through Instagram, I met a few mediums, uh, met a, a Reiki professional and both of them, they don't know each other from different places. Both of them did readings on me. Someone did a tarot card reading. Someone did a Reiki reading and they both said that there was a woman there 
that, that just showed up and wouldn't say her name, but she was close to me and loved me and was watching over me. So I don't know if this is just a, a ploy that they all use <laughs> to make us go crazy. <laughs> oh, I see a woman behind you. Watch out. <laughs> but they both said that, that she had red hair, too. So, you know, for me, it was like, all right, you know, I'll keep exploring this, this, this realm. And, and I love exploring those kind of mysteries. They're, they're fun to explore. Have you ever heard the name Nick Hinton on Twitter? Nick Hinton? No. Okay. He talks about a lot of conspiracies in that realm and, and he has a lot of good information. He's studious in, in philosophy and, and psychology. So um, yeah, Nick Hinton, anybody out there that likes some fun little controversies and conspiracies. Um, but it's been a great podcast. Uh, I'll ask one more last question. Alive or dead on your podcast, if you could have anybody, <clears throat> and I'm talking fictional or non-fictional, alive or dead, who would you want to have on your podcast? Maybe three, two or three? Yeah, uh, number one definitely Elon. Um, mm. Like a, that's like one of my big goals is to even just talk to him. Like doesn't even have to be the podcast, but because he's so cool. kind of started everything for me. Like everything I I go with is kind of started off of him. Wow. Yeah, like I literally have. And we talked about last time him being, and there he is. Anyone didn't say <laughs> Elon's right in front of you, right on your, uh, right on your wall. But he was somebody that we said could be that person that leads in the new age on on your podcast. Um, so that's really cool that you brought him up to kind of tie that together. Yeah, like I think he he'd be a great role model or someone to really help shift to this new age meta. So I think it he's the best of both worlds, kind of the old school and the new school. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. And he's a billion, you know, he's, he's successful. Yeah. But he didn't like get, let it get to him. Like I know there's a controversy, but in my opinion, he didn't let it get to him. Like he still does what's better for like the earth. Yeah. He goes on Joe Rogan and smokes, you know, <laughs> does yeah. a little puff puff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyone else coming up? Um, yeah, I, I like, I look up to like, I like a lot of people, like I'm someone that loves greatness and success. So like I, I'm, I feel myself kind of get like attached and like attracted to people that are have made it, people that are going, like people that are striving for success, like mm. people you or people, other people I know that are like they're doing stuff that could like lead to success and like they're not just compliant with being comfortable. And so, like honestly, anyone, like I won't even name a name, like anyone, anyone that's linked to success, either if they're going for success or if they've achieved success, anyone like that, I'd love to have on my podcast. Mm. Anyone that's doing something different. Mm. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I love that. Um, so it's been a great conversation and I'm sure a lot of, of, of listeners are interested in maybe seeing more of your material. So where can they find you? Maybe a website and then your Instagram account. Uh, yeah. So I actually don't have, um, like my own website or anything. It was something I'm looking into and I might do in the future, but uh, currently I don't. So you guys can definitely find me on my Instagram um, at pill dot of dot pill dot of dot positivity. Um, and I also have another Instagram account. I just started called the unbreakable vibe, all one word. And that's for the podcast, um, like more specifically. Mm. And you guys can find me on Spotify too, under the unbreakable vibe podcast. I'm also on Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, and there's a few other platforms. So yeah, um, on all the platforms, you just search up the Unbreakable Vibe, and it should come up. And yeah, that's about where I'm reachable right now. 
Beautiful. Actually, when you were just saying that, I just followed your account, The Unbreakable Vibe on Instagram. <laughs> Not that I was ignoring you, but I wanted to, uh, to, to check it out. Really great stuff. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a pleasure talking with you on your podcast and, and another great conversation here with different things that we talked about. I mean, it's, it's been quite an amazing two hours or two plus hours with you. So uh, thank you so much for everything. And I'm sure that we'll be back on at some point in the future talking. Yeah, man. Thanks. I really appreciate the new setup and the vibe with the, the camera and everything. It's a cool <laughs> experience, you know? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been great. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you.